<laughs> do you want to do it? <laughs> yeah, because I'm totally into Halloween. Um, right, let's. Right, do you want to do it? Yeah, I've done the last what, one. A, la- Introduction. a big laugh? No, just that the intro, like just me. the show. <laughs> just the show. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that's creepier. That's, Sometimes that's, 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 cre- that's pretty <laughs> creepy. Creep me out, Christ. <laughs> I just moved for and it just dislodged something. So yeah, sometimes sometimes the little high pitched laugh is creepier than the than the big. Certainly scary is laugh. when it's accompanied by your mad grin. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the, no, we're not doing that. It's a brave effort. Oh, like well, welcome to the Sunnyside Podcast Show. I'm Ron. I'm PJ. I'm Scott. <laughs> 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 Happy Halloween. Keep on. Synthy 80s music. You may have heard a synthy 80s uh, spooky version of the theme tune there. Or you may not. But there's a fair to middling chance that I didn't bother me arse. <laughs> if Ron didn't, we'll just put the monster mash in. I don't think I, we I, will. I don't think we own the monster oh. mash. Right, okay. Let, let's talk. Let's get some things out of the way. It, it's sort of not quite Halloween where we are, but it's Halloween where you are, and that's what's important. Ron does not like Halloween. It's not that I don't like Halloween. I just, I just can't be arsed with it. I mean, I, I, I see this every every year uh, on Twitter and Facebook. You see the rules. It was favorite time of the year is here, and people posting gifts of people dancing with pumpkins on their heads, and they're all excited to Halloween. I'm like, I what? really wish I'd recorded Ron dancing. That what are they excited about? I don't, I don't <laughs> know what what they're getting such a fucking thrill out of. Do you uh, have you? You've never been tempted to change your name to a Halloweeny name on Twitter? Oh, no. <laughs> right, Jesus Christ! I, I, mean, I, I like horror films as much as the next person. I like, um, I love the film Halloween. Mm. I don't understand what people are so excited about. Once you're past the age of nine, I don't know what people get out of it. It. Uh, what about you, Scott? Well, my name's already Scott Evil on Twitter. There's not really yeah, a hell of a lot I can do. More. No. I, d- I did once change mine to I can't remember as Paul uh, Paul Halloween like that, and <laughs> and and that was great until somebody quoted my name in an article online and used that name. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, you know what? I'm never doing that again. It's like that time <laughs> that you sent a headshot to be used by somebody. And they used a picture. Was it in? Was it in FX magazine? <laughs> was that in FX? Was it Imagine FX? FX? Imagine yeah, FX. Yeah, yeah. Might have been where they, they and they pin, they they printed this picture of PJ for an article that he was writing for. Him. Like this, it was like a three or four part article for uh, for Clip, Clip Studio. Studio. Yeah, yeah. And they have this quite regal picture of PJ with a smoking a cigar, like a big with this, fat with cigar, this big fat stogie hanging out of his mouth. <laughs> but what I find, I mean, and it still tickles me. It still tickles me to this day because right I know that it's a sausage <laughs> and, and not a cigar because you sent me the picture <laughs> and they t- and they t- they just printed it. <laughs> got that PJ sent us quite a frivolous headshot with a little with a cigar Look at him chomping that stoogie yeah. like he's Jack Kirby <laughs> I go no I'm chomping that stoogie like I'm, I'm I don't know Desperate Dan <laughs> <laughs> eating a big sausage pie uh, if, we, um, if we can find it we'll link to it it's oh yeah yeah no, it's definitely on there that, that came that photo came about because I, Annette had gone away with the kids for a week 
and I was in the house alone <laughs> and I discovered some sausages that were about to go out of date and they were like a pack of 12 sausages or something. I went, fuck it, I'll just cook them. And so I cooked yeah. them and then I started eating them <laughs> and I ate them all. And I posted the entire adventure online going, I don't know if I should eat these sausages that are out of date. And then I started posting pictures of me smoking them like a stogie and just yeah. chomping away on them. And then the end of it was like, oh, God, I had too many sausages. It's like the, whenever uh, Homer's file photo gets put up on the news and he's just got the mouthful of cigarettes. It's like imagine if X just found whatever picture you, that you had online. Um, uh, speaking, yeah, of so- speaking of sausages, we come from various backgrounds throughout Northern Ireland. Are you going to d- mention some weird way of eating sausage yes. dipped in chocolate or yeah, something? No, or? not dipped in chocolate. There was a, video that, a, friend, there's a video that a friend sent to me. Apple and so- apple sausages are really nice. Just every, sausages every with apple. Every episode with apple now, a, I think he's Googling pork weird and apple, stuff Pork and apple is yeah, a okay, recognized okay, thing. That's a real anyway, thing, yeah. she showed me this video of a guy at a cattle auction somewhere out in the, <clears> the wilds of fucking Fermanagh or wherever. And this guy at the cattle auction gets a bit peckish, and out of his pocket, he takes a packet of raw sausages. Uh, no, don't be eating that. And just starts eating them. Uh, no. And apparently, this was a thing. Eat raw like, sausages? Uh, whenever, yeah, whenever, they, whenever she told her mum, her mum was like, yeah, we used to eat raw sausages all the time. Oh, Jesus, no. And no. I was just wondering, does anybody... No. Because... I asked Hannah's mum and she said, yeah, her brothers and her dads it is like a horror would story. have eaten it's like raw a, sausages. I wanted this episode for us to specifically talk about like scary things. Yeah. And that's pretty scary, like yeah. the possibility of salmonella. That's how you get worms. Sausage. Yeah, that's how you get worms. <laughs> no, I'm just disturbed. No, that's yeah. weird. No, yeah. no, Why I do you use like Halloween? Why do I like Halloween? What? I'm not I'm not a massive... I... I like you're what not, I like what it means, like because it means there's scary. There was scary movies on TV. I, I, you know, I, I don't have I regular don't know, TV I anymore. I don't know. But one of our listenership isn't from Northern Ireland, right? So I, yeah. I want to give them some context. Yeah, you can't put a mask on and run around at night in Northern Ireland. Yeah, you haven't been able to do that for quite some time. Yeah, no, but the, the context is that the I don't know. Ever Halloween, since the Good Friday Agreement, I think it's been ha- <laughs> an open is, season again. Halloween has always been a slightly bi- well, a much bigger holiday here than uh, the fifth of November bonfire night. Which in England was always the bigger holiday. Yeah. So in England, Halloween's a relatively new phenomenon. It was yeah. a relatively new holiday, kind of bought on because it's a big American holiday. But in Northern Ireland, it's always been the bigger holiday yeah. between the two. When I but moved, it, when I moved here from England, I the, the bonfires were a a normal. I didn't see any problem with them because yeah. I had there was they the just, 5th of November bonfires the for yeah there's just like well, it's summertime it seems like a terrible like, it's <laughs> Why warm bonfire now it's yeah, too wait, hot until, already wait until it's cold yeah what's going on um, so yeah and also you're probably too young to remember the point where uh, where fireworks were banned in Northern no I, I mean I don't remember them being banned but I remember not being able to get them I do remember you, having you, to go to a dodgy guy down the street uh, well, to buy bangers and did you did you Ron, have indoor fireworks oh yes indoor, did, fireworks. indoor fireworks what <laughs> brilliant he's never heard of indoor fireworks they're amazing do you mean they're like a sparkler amazing. no no no, no, no sparkler no. was definitely Spark- an outdoor fireworks outdoors. no 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 it was a safe outdoor firework <laughs> but they're indoor fireworks you get a sheet of A4 paper roughly right and it would be qu- it would be sort of divided up into maybe sixteen little squares and on each square was a little chemical tablet uh, that you set alight and every single square did something slightly different in the context of you have to get these for Alfie 
Oh god, yeah, yeah. I don't know if they're still available. I don't know if they're legal anymore. I think I think they oh they might not be. I mean, they, they must harm you in some way. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, you don't, don't eat them. Eat them. <laughs> yeah, don't eat them. Don't, don't whatever don't you do. eat them. Don't inhale them. Probably don't look at them. Then there would be things like there'd be things like the elephant's uh, trunk, right? So it'd be a, like a picture of an elephant. Shit sausage, that's what you can call it. <laughs> I mean, you say, sausages, you say and sausage and firework and Halloween. We'll post some videos of. of some of this stuff. But this was, this was, everyone would gather around a table, around, a, you know, Halloween, and you'd sit down and your dad would get the get a match out. And there, there was, I think they were called Bengal, Bengal uh, matches. Bengal, Bengal matches as well. I remember you, Bengal you'd matches. You'd like them and they would be these, whoa, look at the glowy red lights. And you're going, oh, that's amazing, dad. Can you put it out now? And we'll light these other things, these indoor fireworks. And, and, the indoor fireworks, they were not fireworks by any stretch of the imagination. And I stretched my imagination. They were not uh, fireworks. So you'd, you'd set a light to one of these little tablets. There'd be a drawing of an elephant. And you set a light to it. And what would happen is the chemical reaction of the fire on whatever was in the thing would, would produce this kind of oxidized kind of trunk thing out of it. Yeah. Sort of it would just, it would burn itself out. This so it would weird become, long sort of uh, elongated projection would, would, come, would out come out of it. Right from the burning. Look at you kind of need, need to see it to understand. Yeah, it. it's very well, this hard doesn't to sound it. like a firework at all. No, well, it's well, really it, is it not. definitely sizzled and sparked a bit while it was doing it. Some of them did. Some yeah. of them, there was. There was well, I think there was one that was like um like a volcano, a similar thing yeah. that, that it just threw out little coloured sparks as it, as it lit up. You had to you had to separate them all and put them on separate things, but uh, because they were all so dangerous, <laughs> they really weren't. And and you could tell by about the third one, it was like. Fuck! We have no other ideas here. What what else can we use this elephant's trunk one for? Let's have um, uh, a snake. Let's yeah. have the snake. Demonic snakes. Yeah, demonic snakes and stuff. So it was exactly the same thing repeated three or four times, and and you would sit and light those things, and that was it. And they were. And then shit. your mom would shove your head into like bobbing for apples. And oh stuff. god, yeah, yeah, bobbing for apples. Bobbing happen. for apples. Yeah, apples and and Mars bars. <laughs> Oh. No, no, not really. Just apples. Jesus oh. Christ, that's you. Apples but trick or treating boys. isn't a thing here anymore, really. Well, it never really was. Well, I mean, to begin yeah, I with mean, it, at my it, age, it, it never it was. It sort of came here on the back of, I like to say, ET. Because, yeah, because that's when I think we first you know, saw it. British kids. There was first, first saw a trick or treat. There as was like definitely a, there was definitely go around collecting money for you do uh, penny for the guy. Penny, well, no, not penny for the guy because that's Guy Fox. Well, yeah, it's, uh, it's Halloween has come. The goods getting fat. Please put a penny in the old man's hat. If I haven't got a penny, hypnie will do. If I haven't got a hypnie, well, God bless you. That was the rhyme you yeah. go around with, and that was you know Halloween is coming. I yeah. remember going trick or treating. Penny for the guy is definitely not Halloween. That's burning this Catholic. Yeah, <laughs> I remember going trick or treating. And go, uh, knocking the, knocking the door, and they opened it, and I said, "Trick or treat!" And they went, "Trick!" <laughs> and I was stumped. Take your treasures down. Then. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> you! <laughs> Fuck you, man! That reminds me of last night. Uh, we had Domino's pizza delivered, <laughs> and uh, I, I don't know why I said this to this woman, but she clearly she wasn't from here, and uh, she said, "Is pizza for you?" And I said, "Yes, pizza for me." She handed me the pizza. And then she said, oh, I forgot your garlic um, dip. I'll go back to the car to get it. So she came back to the car, sat it on top of my pizza. And I said, it's trick. <laughs> and, and she said, okay. And I said, <laughs> bye then. What? And I, I have no idea what it's trick meant or why I said it. <laughs> what but the fuck? It's trick. <laughs> I came in and I said to Susie, I just said, it's trick to that woman. <laughs> She said, why did you say that? I was like, I don't know. 
but, she, she just accepted that as a perfectly normal thing to say. I think she just yeah. thought, like, you know, if she had said that, she'd have been so mortified she would have just died. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I just tried to pass it off as that's what we say in this country. Yeah. Get with it. <laughs> so hopefully, she didn't go to the next house and be like, "It's trick." <laughs> Uh, I do enjoy it when you say something to someone, you realize you don't know what you just said, and yeah. they accept it like it's a perfectly normal yep. bit of conversation. And inside, you're slightly dying, going, Oh my god, I can't believe I said that. I don't even know what it means. They've, <laughs> they've gone, Yeah, that's at fine. the time. My brain is just backing up, going, Hang on, what did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> it definitely wasn't offensive, so it was just weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, it tricked. <laughs> But yeah, um, we had Halloween whenever I was a kid, and then sometime around the mid eighties, there was a bit of a satanic panic thing kind of went around the fundamentalist Christians. Speaking of satanic panic, when are we going to do role playing game stuff? Actually, because you you we'll talked about some someone knowing something about there's it. A guy, there's a guy in my work and uh, who do, runs his own D and D thing, and one of my friend's brothers runs a. a, a Can we push the button DM. on it? Can yeah, we push yeah, the yeah, button yeah, on sure. it? Let's push the button on it yeah. and do it the next time and sit down and have a role playing game. Continue, wrong. but yeah. So whatever it the s- satanic panic thing uh, kicked in, then a lot of the uh, a lot of the ministers in Northern Ireland started telling their congregations that Halloween was actually, you know, a, a demonic sat- satanic celebration, and, and that we, you know, Christians should have nothing to do with it. So that that meant my mum kind of got out of buying anything around that time, oh, wow. and we just didn't get any sweets or. Um, or apples to bob for, or indoor fireworks for that Because apples are, of course, Satan's testicles. <laughs> <laughs> bob for Satan's hemorrhoids. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, you know, ever ever since then, uh, no, not that I've been personally suspicious of Halloween, but <laughs> once, it was taken, once it was taken away from me and I didn't miss it, I've Why kind of... Why the fuck should anyone else enjoy it? Well, it's very, like, uh, to be fair, I don't think I'd be even remotely bothered about it if it wasn't for my kids really being... You know, as they got uh, when they were younger, really getting into it and loving dressing up and going around. And, and there's a friend of ours, a neighbor, she's around the corner and she kind of loves Halloween and getting dressed up and having a little party and stuff. But even that feels like oh, it seems so much, so much effort, so much effort. I mean, uh, there was a, f- a period of maybe four or five years whenever I lived, um, where was it I was living? I can't remember, but uh, I, I lived on the ground floor of a house. Mm-hmm. And uh, whenever Halloween would arrive around, if there was any trick or treaters. What I would do is I would get someone to go to the door and keep them busy, and then I would put on this horrible old man <laughs> mask that I had. I would just run around with a torch under my face and scream at the kids <laughs> as loud as I could. I think one child wet himself. Once. <laughs> that's a shitty thing to do, you monster. Well, I mean, you know, they got scared at Halloween. I mean, that's yeah, that, I suppose. You know. Yeah, one Halloween, um, <laughs> me and Hannah and uh, my housemate at the time and her boyfriend all sat down to watch Halloween. They uh, my housemate and her boyfriend hadn't seen it before so we all watched Halloween and then retired to our separate bedrooms but the house that I lived in was a really old Victorian converted mansion into apartments mm-hmm. so the doors and the the doors of all the rooms had one large pane of glass mm-hmm. above them like a little miniature window just above the door yeah. so once they were into their bedroom I loaded up a picture of Michael Myers face onto my iPad <laughs> and ran, ran down to her door put a, put a chair in front of the door and just stood holding <laughs> I didn't make I didn't knock the door I didn't make any noise I just stood and held it until until they saw it that's a gamble so I, I know I could have been there for a while so they both screamed we laughed and then there's a scene in the Halloween movie where Michael 
walks in to his sister's room and he's wearing the he's got basically being a ghost he's got the bed sheet over him and he's got sunglasses yes. on um so my friend's boyfriend decided to do that to our room but not only was i not in the bedroom hannah was getting changed <laughs> But, you know, that's what's happening in the film, too. I know. <laughs> it was a very faithful re- rep- such representation. Such a polite voice. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no. I watch that movie every year. I've, I must have seen it. Like, Are like, you excited for the new do one? Do you watch it around Halloween? I watch it on Halloween every year. So you, you, that's, like, more effort in Halloween than I normally put it's in. Never, I love the film. I know. always want to do a Halloween comic strip. I always, every Halloween, I think, oh, I want to do a Halloween comic strip now. It's that time, and it never could be arsed. Are you excited for the new I'm I'm interested. I mean, obviously, it's a bit weird that it's decided to jettison, you know, 30-odd years of continuity, or 40 years of continuity. I'm quite happy about that. I mean, but yes, but we've already had Jamie Lee Curtis come back and end the story, and now they're going to do it again. I guess they weren't happy with how they ended it last time. So I don't see how they could have been happy with how they ended it the last time. Well, yeah, but I'm, I'm... I guess I'm not surprised. It's over, but this it. time it's, it's definitely over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah th- this time it's business. But uh, it, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. You know, yeah, I, I, I'd like to see it well made. Um, I don't think that a lot of the stuff that was kind of added in, like you know, them being brother and sister, was kind of helpful to the story. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think David Gordon Green's a very good filmmaker. Um, I met David Gordon Green. Uh, he was he filmed for a long time here. Yeah, he filmed here. Yeah. What um, was he filming? He filmed Your Highness. It's a your piece highness. of shit. <laughs> oh, yes, <laughs> but I was I, an extra yeah, in it. Yeah, right. It's weird. Like the, uh, my friend, one of my friends became very good friends with Natalie Portman and Danny McBride on that film, and they all went to Ox- the Oxygen Festival together, and like they're friends on Facebook, and they have these like really funny, like intimate pictures from festivals and stuff. It's strange. The only well, I, I interacted with both those people. I, I peed beside Danny McBride. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, I, I was wished happy birthday by Natalie Portman. Oh, I, nice. I turned 31 while, while I was on set. And I turned to someone and said, I've just turned 31. And she, and she was the first person to go, happy birthday. <laughs> and uh, yeah, my heart went a flutter. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but so, yeah, I'm excited to see it. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, no, I, I, I think it's out this Halloween. It's out this weekend. Or I, out, I, out this uh, this weekend, yeah. My, my stomach for horror movies has, has never been amazingly good. And it got really bad when I had kids. And... and but I feel it returning. Like I kind of want to. I started watching Seven the other day. Okay. I thought I quite like to watch. Well, there's Seven no kids again. in jeopardy in that film. So yeah. that. No, there's not. But uh, but, uh, but once you're sort of once you've got kids and 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 the kids in jeopardy stuff, but you just just feel like. Do you consider oh, Seven to be a horror film? I think so. It's not. I mean, it's not set in the real world as such. It's set in the city. It's yeah. a, it's it's a very it's a gothic horror film. I mean, yeah, I think so. It's yeah. a go- gothic thriller, I'd say. Yeah. But that's like like uh, I, people argue with with me whenever I say that Jaws is a horror film. Jaws is a horror film. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're going to argue fight, with you yeah, now. Fight me. I'm not sure. I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd say it is. Yeah, it's it, it's no more, it's no less of a horror film than Halloween. No. It's a it's an unsta- it's a I mean by the by the generic definitions of a horror film it's an unstoppable fo- killing. What are the generic definitions of a horror film? It well it depends whether you're going to like slasher territory. It depends on whether you include Jaws or not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> horror is a broad genre with lots of subgenres. Yeah, but it is uh, in the same. You could describe it and Halloween is it? A, would you call it a slasher same. movie? It's not a slasher movie. No. Why not? Well, lots of, lots of teenage girls die. It's a splasher movie. <laughs> 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 boom boom ding ding. Uh, I guess it, it, in theory, could be a slasher movie. Are there 
boobs in it. I think boobs are, necess- are necessary. I, I think for Spielberg a... put a bit of few boobs in at the start of it, but shot in very low light, so you can't really see them. You can't really see them. It's a terrifying <laughs> PG movie. It is. It's for. It a wasn't P- a PG movie when it first came out, though. It was. It was. Was it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was it not like a? 15 it was. It was a P- PG thirteen. Oh, okay. Uh, that that's one of the reasons why it was such a huge blockbuster. It was because so many people could go and see it. They didn't yeah. have to. You know, they didn't have to bring their yeah. parents with them to see yeah. it. But it is. It, it's an unstoppable killing, killing machine, machine that can disappear and reappear at at will. Yeah. And um, it kind of does follow the same rules as Michael Myers. Yeah. <laughs> well, I suppose. I mean, if you count Alien as a as a horror film, then yes. Yeah. I would, I would the only, the only thing is about it that, horror than a sci-fi. The only thing about it that says not horror to me is that it's mostly, I can picture it mostly as daylight. It's yep. mostly blue skies and daylight, which yeah. is the thing that, that kind of takes it away from being horror to me. Like the horror to me needs dark and, and, and not quite sure at any moment. Kinda. Yeah, but that, but that's what the sea does. The sea yeah. is the darkness. I suppose, yeah. The sea is the unknown. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How th- that's a, that's a good, interesting point though about the daylight. Are there any kind of other horror movies that take place predominantly in daylight? Hmm. The Sylvester Stallone movie do, do, Daylight do, 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 doesn't do, do, have all that much. Twenty daylight. seconds to come up with a list. I'm of just pen. trying to no, I just because I think it would be it could possibly be an interesting premise for something. Like, is there something? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think most of the time, yeah, a lot of horror films re- rely on dark as a way yeah. to kind of shock you and. And surprise you, but yeah, I don't think there's there's an awful lot. Well, yeah. um, what do you call it? Um, I mean, there's, there's Happy Death Day takes a lot, a lot of it. Seems to take. I still haven't watched that yet. Oh, it's, it's very it's good. good fun. I yeah. told you. Yeah, it's yeah. very good fun. There's certain types of horror film that have a lot of daylight scenes, like The Exorcist and The, the Omen. Yeah. Well, you're not going to have any uh, too many daylight scenes if your horror element is a vampire or a werewolf. True. That that rules those two out almost yeah. entirely. So you kind of end up. Uh, I mean, there's there's a reasonable amount. Um, zombie films, zombie films, zombie films can have daylight. Dawn of yeah. the Dead is mostly in the day. Yeah. Okay. At dawn. <laughs> <laughs> day of the Dead could be happening in daylight, but it's all underground. <laughs> we daylight could be happening in daylight, but it's underground. So it does. Know. It does feel like an essential ingredient is it's got to be. Yeah. That sort of twilight time. Has got to be partly that sort of dream notion where where it's not quite day, not quite night, somewhere in between. Seems feels like a horror element to me. But yeah, I I think the notion that darkness is kind of one of the prime you know primordial fears of humanity, yeah. and that you don't know what's out there. So yeah. they use that as the premise for most horror films: is that you don't know what's yeah. out there. You but know. you make a good point about the sea being that element. Yeah. In, in Jaws, I I take that, I take that on board. Have you worked on any horror films? I have a horror film I that I colored that is showing in the QFT next weekend. Which check will the, be the QFT, yeah, last weekend. If, by the time, if you check by the, the QFT, this weekend, the QFT what? is um, it this weekend? Probably this weekend. The time this comes out, it's part of the QFT's fiftieth anniversary celebrations, and the director's going to be there. Um, and what's it called? It's called The Devil's Doorway. Okay, um, and it's directed by a girl called. Directed a by a girl. She used to be the. Uh, she used to be an usher in the, yeah, the QFT, QFT. Ashley yeah. Clark, yeah. who you oddly interacted oh, yeah, with on yeah, Twitter. Oh yeah, I know, I know Ashley. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's it's her directorial debut. Oh, right, yeah, it's the first Irish go along that, then. female to direct a horror movie. Okay. Um, I, that I, I I believe that's what they're, um, that's what they're pegging <laughs> it as. That's their marketing angle. Yeah. Um. So it's about um two priests who are sent. Um, it's to a, the devil's doorway is not some sort of like Catholic uh, euphemism. No. Them, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's about two priests. It's the devil's back passage. <laughs> <laughs> we get sent to investigate. Uh, she was when you joined me at the devil's doorway. 
It's eating cervix. Oh. I don't know why that's worse, but it's way worse. Beelzebub's bottom. <laughs> just we're just children. <laughs> uh, Lucifer's lips. Anyway, <laughs> they get they get sent to investigate a case of the miraculous in a in a Magdalene laundry. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um and. Oh. They find some Tiny. nasty shit going on, but also some supernatural shit. It's like a metaphor. Not all of the nastiness is supernatural. Okay. Um, but it was an interesting. Uh, it was interesting to work on because they shot about twenty percent of it on film, mm-hmm. all the daytime stuff, and the rest of it was all shot digitally. And then I had to grade it to make day, it look... day for night. No, uh, they uh, they shot just into the interior was just too dark to mm. shoot on film, so we shot. Day day we just shot regular um exposure on a digital film um and then I made it look like film. I um she she has a pitch in for, for I think down south. I'll not tell you what the the film is, but she uh, she asked me to do a couple of illustrations for oh, okay. it and it's a really clever idea. Yeah, I think really I think Ashley's great. Idea, so I think I think yeah, I, I really suspect do. it'll be really, really good. Um uh, so that's a check if you check the QFT sh- um Times it's for the part of their fiftieth anniversary celebration. So is you there can a check trailer for it online? On. Yes, there is a trailer for it online. We shall yeah, link that. Yeah, we'll link that. Okay. Um, I watched the first three Purge movies last night. Do you know what the Purge? I the very first Purge is actually a really good film. I I, I thought. But now this is going to get confusing because there's a film out in the cinema at the minute called The First Purge. <laughs> yes. So you have to. Become no, the very the, the original <laughs> Purge movie yeah. is a very clever premise that's a lot sort of smarter and has more to say ab- uh, about American culture than you expect. Yeah. And I, I feel like that's what happened with the Saw movies as well. The first one uh, really kind of grabbed me and was, was interesting to me, and then the rest, they just took it in uh, a really different well, direction. What I find interesting was that all of the Persian movies have got very poor Rotten Tomato scores, yeah. both audience and critics. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, that's what's kind of confusing to me. Even it? the new one? Because I think the new one looks great. I haven't... I, I, no, I've, I have it to watch maybe... Tomorrow or the something. first purge, the first purge. Okay, there is a the purge TV series, and there's as well. a purge TV series that just started on Amazon Prime. Oh, it hasn't been getting great reviews either. Well, that doesn't seem to bother the purge. Yeah, the purge <laughs> just purges on. The purge just keeps purging. So just keep purging. Just keep purging. Yeah, I mean, I kind of wanted to watch it because it's it's become one of these pop culture references that mm. that everyone can says, "Well, it's not like we're having the purge yeah. tonight or anything." There like that. is a, there's a Rick and Morty episode that kind of essentially oh yeah is, there is they have the purge, on purge in it as yeah. well. So so I thought I'd I'd check them out. So I watched the first one and then I watched the other two that were available to me. Yeah. Um, Definitely diminishing returns as the yeah yeah, yeah. as the uh, premise doesn't really afford anything new. Well, yeah, I feel yeah. I mean, the premise is is a neat idea, and and the first one explores all the kind of social and political ramifications of it. Yeah, and then once it's done with exploring them, it's like okay, we're done with this. And then the second one goes, oh, we like this thing where you killed people all the time. That was <laughs> great. I think yeah, that's part of the problem is that the series kind of realized that any success it had is probably due to. Audiences getting to watch people be be horrible to each other, yeah, yeah. and so they lean into that as they go on. Well, I think as well they just run. I mean, once you've explored that premise and explored and and gone down certain routes with it, it's very hard to find new ground in that. Yeah. You know, it's it, it, there is no new ground in that area, um, and so you've got to go and do something radically different with it, like Alien and Aliens. You know, you can't do the same 
plot. Yeah. Basically, you've got to do something new. Well, I mean, the way the way they try to flip it, in the, well, in the first one, it's a it's a middle class family yeah. that is that is under siege, and in the second one, it's like, what was it? What would this be like for working class people? Yeah. Um, turns out not that different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, the, the first one was actually really cheaply made. I think yeah. It was like three million dollars or something to make, and it and it, it made a fortune. It, yeah. it looks it. That's yeah. the thing I was kind of. Um, it's are these Bloomhouse productions? Yeah, they yeah, are, yeah. Okay. Um, obviously, they've had much more success recently with Get Out. And yeah, uh, and I think was was Sorry to Bother You a Bloomhouse one? I think it is. Sorry to bother you. I don't think unless they're the American dist- distributor. I don't think so. Well, I think The Purge was their first big success. Uh, it's Paranormal Activity. Was it Paranormal okay. Activity was their first big one. Yeah, so and that's basically. I hear what that's good as well. Paranormal Activity. Par- the first one was really good. Yeah, it's interesting. Like I, n- I was never a big fan of the Blair Witch Project. When no, it ca- no. When it came out, I just never did you see it, it in the cinema? The first no, I didn't see it in the cinema. See, I never didn't seen see it. it. The, I didn't see it in the cinema either. I first saw the Blair Witch Project on an imported Region One DVD, which yeah. I got like months before it was out in the cinema here, and I watched it with my then girlfriend uh, in bed. It's in my, in my bedroom at home, and uh, I remember her. I could feel her leg beside me going cold and breaking out in a cold sweat during it. And I found this more entertaining than us. Yeah. <laughs> but she was, so, she was unbelievably scared by it. Yeah. And I think it's because I didn't tell her anything about <laughs> it, but I just stuck it on. And she had I, no idea I found that it was this like, DVD. Do you want to watch it? Uh, that, but that's kind of how I approached it because like, nobody here had heard of the movie at that yeah. point. And um, she she watched it as if it was a real documentary and she was getting really worked up by it. Hmm. Um, and I think that's probably the best way that film worked. I, yeah, I went to see level. I went to see once uh, with a girl I was going out with um, the oh god what's his name uh, Robert De Niro film where he's the serial killer oh, uh, right. the remake of the original um, Cape Fear Cape Fear and when we came out she was so annoyed with me I mean I'm like going I I I didn't do anything she's <laughs> going you fucking man <laughs> I, I didn't do nothing <laughs> what's going on so you know it's kind of it's weird when you're sitting in a cinema and the other person has come out going he has a very visceral reaction to something that yeah. you're kind of intellectually uh, kind of intellectualizing going that was a pretty good film I thought that was really enjoyable what do you think you fucking man I fucking hate you and you're like oh Jesus Christ yeah, yeah. funny uh, Susie and I first date mm-hmm. I took her to see what something what I already seen, which was the David Fincher remake of uh, the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Oh, <laughs> Susie's a lucky girl. And <laughs> do you know what? She you loved it. <laughs> it's a terrific film, but there are you know for a first date there are. It's a brave move. There, but I, remember, I haven't <laughs> seen it. I haven't but seen I remember it. watching it and going, it. "Oh yeah!" And I turned around to her and I said, "Okay, there's a brutal rape coming up now." Yeah, uh, <laughs> stand just, by. Just, <laughs> I mean, like on screen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's awful. That's an awful thing to say. <laughs> but because I had to clarify, because you did give me this look like what? <laughs> what? Hang on a second. Oh, actually, you actually did say that. Oh yeah. Fuck hell. Oh. Wow. Well, I can't imagine you ever I, had a second. Because, yeah, I mean, it, it, I didn't know her. You know, I didn't know her at this point. Yeah. This was, well, it just makes it worse. Uh, and I, I thought to myself, <clears throat> oh, hang on, I've kind of become more aware in recent years of. This sort of stuff is things yeah, people yeah, want warnings about. Yeah, so yeah. I tried to warn her, and it turned into more like a threat. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, because we is, don't get trained for this stuff. We don't get trained. I mean, there's I've the, had there's the, there's the rape, and then there's the, the scene whenever she kicks a dildo up a guy's ass. Well, yeah, but that's kind of the, the companion scene. To the yeah, movie. it's yeah. still not good. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yes, I mean, yeah, that we'll will watch. be a trigger for some people. That's, yeah, uh, I think oh, that's that the, the 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 first scene where that happens is absolutely. I think for a lot of people, it's it's hard work. Yeah, but. Because of the nature of that film, 
and because there is payback and it's cathartic, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people who have suffered through that sort of yeah. uh, experience appreciate that because they, they show a flip side of it. Yeah. And yeah. it's not And it has to be it has to it's it's not in there for the purposes of fridging or titillation like or anything like that. It, yeah. it, it it's it's very much part of part of the narrative. Her, part yeah. part of her narrative story. But well, yeah, I mean I I think there there has been a reasonable kickback on the idea that rape that is the big threat. Out. That's always the big threat. Yeah. And it's like, please, you know, like a different did you note. See, uh, Play a different note. Did you see my girlfriend Natalie Portman's um, speech at the? the <laughs> You're, no, I didn't see your girlfriend. Uh, well, Natalie Portman's this speech. just went up on um, on Twitter today. So basically, uh, Natalie Portman gave a speech at a, a Variety mm-hmm. Women in Cinema mm-hmm. event last night, and uh, she she offered a few points as to how the the the, the movie industry could help and move forward you know she said this is our time to do this now because of the platform that we have now and one of the things that she brought up uh, she she basically outlined six points but the fifth point i think was let's stop having violence against women in movies mm. for one year yeah let's stop making movies where violence the threat of violence or the threat of sexual violence is a plot point at all yeah against women in movies and see, let's just see what happens yeah. and like the, the applause in the audience was huge because it's, it's an audience full of women you know, yeah. it's, a, it's all of the most powerful women in Hollywood all sitting in a room and it would be really interesting to see that it would be really interesting to see women not used as a plot device yeah you know their 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 safety or, or otherwise used as a as a, as a means it's, to it's, move it's the story always, on yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's because I suppose that it's always a male lead yeah. And so and the, oh, here's a good motivator. His uh, his possession is about to be traumatized. Yeah. That's the that's the motivating factor for for him. Um, yeah. I mean, I I I have because of um, Annette sort of having to deal with the death of her brother ten ten years ago. Now I I have become aware of oh, how quick, triggering some uh, things quick can tip. be. Yeah. Stars born. See stars born. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's it. Well. Yeah. Yeah. D- don't go and don't go don't and go see, see that. A Star no. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I I've really become not just sensitive to her, what will you know upset her in a film or in, in a thing, but also just generally to the wider notion of that is some for some people that is going to be difficult. Yeah, and and I, I, I'm part part of me is kind of thinking because um, with Annette, because what happened with her brother was he he uh, hung himself, so any reference to things like that in the film became difficult very difficult and but then also phrases and things that that, that you're you would kind of not yeah, think of absolutely, you yeah. know you, i mean the game hangman for example became you know you, if you walk past a shop and there was a ga- that game in, in the window you'd go let's move along here quickly it, yeah it, or, it, or, it, or even just casual stuff like don't leave me hanging <coughs> yeah yeah there's yeah, a yeah, lot yeah, of, kind of kind of casual yeah. stuff that you you suddenly become conscious of and and it's very difficult i think then to navigate because you're you're left with the feeling that like there's something triggering about almost everything in pop culture that the, for for some people and it's hard to know how do you you know how do you avoid all those things and how do you kind of deal with them differently but there are definitely tropes that are lent on far stronger than other tropes and one of them is the trope of of uh, rape and um and how it's always the you know the lingering threat to to a female character and and given the amount of sexual assaults that happen in culture in, in, in the real world it it seems like I mean yes that is a genuine real threat but it also seems like well don't you know you don't need to really traumatize people with that yeah. again if, if, if I mean you know the ham-fisted be... corollary to that is <coughs> that 
movie producers think that the thing to do then is have the woman be the aggressor or the woman yeah. be in some way um, immune to threats yeah. of violence, you know, which I Although don't I think mean, so addresses ali- the issue. Really. Al- alien is interesting because, like, the idea of sexual assault is always out of the question, but but you do have kind of yeah, but I mean physical assault. But alien itself, I mean, is is a metaphor for sexual assault in well, a yeah. lot of ways. I mean, like, yeah. you know, that thing looks like a cock. <laughs> okay, you know, it H R Giger made the alien look like a big Hang cock. On. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, I suppose that's it's, yeah. it's not it's not an accident, you know. Yeah. I mean, you know, <clears throat> but um, but that's only because he was obsessed with cocks. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, famously one of his paintings was called Penis Landscape, <laughs> and it's just a load of it's a load of weird. That's funny. It's the only way to take a picture of my penis. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I go. Oh God, why? Why? We've, we've, yeah, why? Yeah, we've, we've weird, stuff like that. We weird off topic from the purge. Yeah, yeah. I I need to purge now. Um, <laughs> So yeah, so what 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 uh, what the fuck? Well, I we talked know. about well, you brought you brought up. Sorry to bother you. Oh yeah, I haven't um, seen as this being a, as being a, a potential. I, I, I like the early word on this was it's brilliant, but then you saw it, and I think we had very different reactions to it. Yeah, I mean, I I have been really excited about the film since I saw a trailer for. It, I think like maybe January time, but it's been it's been out in the States for ages and it's been languishing in distributor hell in terms of a European release. Mm-hmm. They've only just in the last two weeks got a European Is release it a, date. It feels like a very American film. Like it feels that, like I think it that's why it's been travel. struggling with a, a, a European distributor. I yeah. think people will watch it and go, there isn't an audience for this here. Yeah. And it, whether that's right or wrong, yeah. I think that's what they'll think. I, yeah. I think that, that you could have said that about Black Klansman as well, though, and it turns out this has a huge audience. Here. That's yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying that they're that they're right. Um, but I can see how yeah. how people would think that. I just, uh, I just, I struggled with what I thought was a lot of wasted opportunities for really interest that were really interesting ideas that were ju- that mm-hmm. just blown away. It's, it's really hard to talk about that film because it veers off wildly in a direction that I did not expect. About, no, <laughs> about a third of the way into it. Yeah. Um, but what I thought it was going to be was a. a so you have, had you seen any trailers for like it or anything like that? Satire. I thought it was going to be a satire about you know uh, race. Yeah. Had, had you seen any trailers? Um, yes. Yes, you had. So you knew. So the tra- the trailers mm. leaned very heavy mm. into the first sort of ten minutes of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So what uh, what the film is uh, what it was pitched to me as is down on his luck black guy gets a job at a telemarketing mm-hmm. company. And is told by the kind of um, it's the like veteran, like Keith Stanfield, who I think is going to be a pretty big star. Oh yeah, he's he, yeah he's really good. He's, he's on the ascendant. He, he was in uh, Get Out as the he was the guy who who says the line in the film yeah. Get, Get Out. out. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. He's the one who's kind of the first. He's guy the, fir- the first guy the kidnapped. Yeah. Um, so he's told by the 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 veteran that if you want to sell, you got to use your white voice. Then just one thing on Get Out that is an interesting film, and there's no danger of sexual assault in it at all. No. No, and, and it's got a really strong female character who is more kind of, you know, um, yeah. I mean, the piece, but that that so it can be done. It yeah. can still be a pretty scary yeah. film without that. But anyway, that's, yeah. that's so. He, yeah, he's <coughs> told by the the veteran Danny Glover that if you want to sail, you got to use your white voice. Hmm. So he comes up, and everybody's got a white voice. Okay. So Danny Glover shows him his white voice, and then he eventually he finds his white voice and starts selling and selling like crazy. And his white voice. Is a completely different actor. It's David Cross. It's yeah. David Cross, dubbed over the top. Okay. And uh, Pat Oswalt plays one of the other white voices um, okay. for one of the other black actors. 
and that's really all that they. That's that they, all I've seen in the trailer. Yeah, that's really. all they really that's, deal that's with in the trailer. So, but I, also a kind of interesting visual thing they do with it, and, and they play again, around with that. Yeah, that was one of the other wasted opportunities for me. So they don't do anything with the white voice. Okay. They they. But I see. The thing is, I think. I think going into it, I thought that that was a very obvious metaphor for the way for black people to get on in America is to is to throw aside the trappings of blackness. Yes. No. I I I I I get that. But that, that. movie is not about that. No. <laughs> I mean, it is. It is on one level. Yeah. But it veers off into another direction entirely, and in fact, it doubles down on on the race theme in, in the most extreme way it possibly can. Yeah. Um, and you can absolutely spell see it out for me. I it's seen really. This film, I so. mean, it, this film probably isn't going to be out in the UK for a long time. It, it just then you'll see spoilers elsewhere. Yeah, as okay. Well, well if, people, if people want to skip over this, we will we'll, we'll probably put a chapter break after it. Yeah. But basically, um, because he's such a successful seller, he gets to move up to the next stage. Uh-huh. He becomes a power seller, and <laughs> the power sellers seem to mostly work for a a company called... Uh, Worry-Free. Worry-Free, which is almost like an Amazon-type company. Yeah. At the start, it seems like they're an Amazon-type company. But then it turns out that Worry-Free... So what, what Worry-Free offers, sorry, <laughs> is a worry-free life. <laughs> They'll give you accommodation and a job and food and health and security for life. It's indentured mm-hmm. slavery. Yeah. Because you go to wor- you go to basically live with worry-free, yeah. but then you surrender all of your time to work for worry-free. Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of like Amazon. It looks oh, yeah, it looks okay. like it looks like a really nice jail. Yeah, okay. Um, but then um, it turns out that worry-free are also getting into military contracts and yeah. um and then at one point he goes to this party which is run by the guy who owns worry-free. And who's really who's brilliantly played by Army Hammer? Army Hammer, who plays mm-hmm. this real sleaze bag. It's brilliant. It's a brilliant portrayal. Army Hammer, good actor. Yes, yes, yes very good. And um, Lakeith Stanfield's character, whose whose real name, whose his name in the film is Cassius Green. Okay, which is uh, Cassius Green. I yeah. get it. I see what so they did there. He uh, he goes down. He's, he's looking for the bathroom, and he goes into the bathroom, and he, 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 he there's there's someone in one of the stalls. Uh, who's need needs help, and then the door bursts open, and it's this horse man hybrid who bursts Com- bursts out, yeah, completely uh, naked horse, like with her- a, with the anatomy you'd imagine <laughs> of a horse man hybrid. Okay, and at this point, you find you kind of horse kind of head, feel, man head, well, yeah, a horse, horse man head, head, man like a minotaur, an exceptionally muscly body, and a gigantic horse cock. Yeah. Okay, okay, um. And Lakeith Stanfield or Cassius Green's brought back into the office, and Army Hammer explains to him that they found a way to turn people into these um, horseman hybrids who are much more effective employees. They're much more. Uh, they're stronger. They can work longer. They don't need uh-huh. breaks. They're more amenable to to taking orders. And, and wow, this uh, film sounds amazing. <laughs> I I really liked it. Okay. 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 Because okay. they lean into the slavery aspect of it and the subjugation thing really really hard. Um, and he explains that basically it's, like, it's just like the, you, you snort this powder and it, it starts the, the equification of your body. <laughs> uh, and then he goes on a mission trying to tell the world about this and people don't believe him because mm-hmm. it's and then so when he fantastical. Does, then when he does finally get the word out, all it does is send worry-free profits or the shares skyrocketing because like, they're genius. like, this seems like a great idea. But my, uh, and all of that stuff, I agree, I find really enjoyable. But it's just the bits that I was sold the movie on yeah. are wasted. And you were talking about the really interesting visual style. Yeah, Those bits are whenever he's ascending the ranks of the sellers. So yeah. he's getting to buy new things. And these new things literally burst out of his old things. So yeah. in, in yeah. his bedroom, his old lamp 
splits in half and the new lamp comes out and it's not a CGI effect it's a practical effect yeah. splits in two and comes up and his old TV falls and it, and a new TV comes out of it and when he's selling his desk literally falls into the room that of the people that was my favourite concepts yeah like he's literally in their life you know yeah. so they're sitting on the toilet answering the phone and he is sitting knee to knee with them talking right to their face yeah, yeah talking to, and, he, and when the desk drops in like he knocks his things over it's almost like he has literally been transported yeah. there but they do that in two scenes yeah. maybe they do this stuff coming out of uh, new stuff coming out of old stuff once mm-hmm. and the the white voice they don't do anything and they don't like even something as simple as uh, as a throwaway gag of maybe having a a white guy try a black voice and everybody f- being you know repulsed you see, by it. it. I think it's a bait and switch. You mean when when Ron does that? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's intentionally they have gone for a marketing campaign that has that makes it look like a possibly feel good comedy that'll get a lot of people in to see it, and yeah. then they're going to basically switch and say, here's this fucked up science fiction thing that you just it, did it, not expect. Do you know, from the trailers, a lot of it reminded me of early Woody Allen. I felt... There's definitely an element of that. I mean, the, the movie... surreal. I mean, the director reminds me the most of is Spike Lee. Um, yeah. Spike Lee and, and Spike Jones. Spike Jones, yeah. And Spike Jones, and also Michel Gondry, and he's referenced in the movie. He, yeah, yeah. The, 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 what do they call him? Um, Michael Dongry. Michael Dongry, yeah. Yeah, there's a bit where they, there's, they have a short film made explaining the equification process. Mm-hmm. It says Michael Dongry, and I'm like, did Michel Gondry make this film? Because <laughs> it looks like his work. <laughs> but um, the, the director, who's called Boots... Um, Boots Riley. Boots Riley actually criticized Spike Lee for Black Klansman. He said that he thought that the uh, that Spike gave the police an easy ride yeah. in, in Black Klansman. And the interesting thing is that he is making movies that Spike Lee would have made. Yeah. I mean, this is apart from the weird science fiction angle, the themes and the even the sort of actors he uses are the sort of people who Spike Lee traditionally always had in his yeah. films. Yeah. And um, especially when the police do, in the very minor scenes that the police do up, they are an, an aggressively militarized police force and a yeah. very violent police force. But my problems with the, with the, the, my problems with it are, I think I don't think the film needed the horse. The, no, no, it needed the horse. <laughs> I don't think the film needed the the the. I don't think the white voice helped it. I don't think the um. The, all of the stylistic stuff. If you're not going to use it, it just feels out of place. I, I mm. honestly believe it's in there to kind of not trick the audience, but I think it's there to guide the audience into thinking it's going to be one sort of film, and yeah. literally turn it turns on them. Like whenever he goes up to the power cellar floor, he's told you, "White voice only all the time here," but this you know very yeah. butch looking black man who, who talks like this all the time. Yeah, and it, it it feels so incongruous, but everyone's talking with their white voice upstairs. Yeah, yeah. and that's you know. It, it's a Trojan horse to get you to see the to buy yeah. into the kind of slavery and and that message. And 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 then there's one very poignant scene when he when he goes to the party and the people at the party are mostly white and they want him to perform in a black way for him. You know they yeah. you know they're they're so excited. There's a black man at the, the party. This, this is when yeah. it works the best. Like I think everything from the party scene to to the end, which is about the last forty five minutes. I think is when the film is at its best, yeah. and 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 is really, and really has something well, profound say. to say about yeah, as a I, social I felt, commentary. I felt like that, that felt like that 
was something real that had happened to yeah. him. Because like, he goes to the party and they're like, tell us some gangster shit that's happened in Oakland. Mm. Or tell us this or tell us that. And he's like, I I, you know, I'm not a gangster. I'm not, I don't yeah. even know those people. I work, you know? I, you know, I work in telemarketing. And they're like, oh, can you rap? I bet it's you like, can. It's like whenever I used to go to England and people used to go, tell us about the troubles. Yeah. And you go, I don't, I don't know anything That's exactly what I thought I, I was no watching. When, when you're reduced to a stereotype yeah. because of where you're from. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then they they uh, they say can can you rap? Of course you can rap. You're black, and yeah. then they they force him to rap. And there, what follows is a really really uncomfortable, yeah, rap where, where he basically uses the n word in the most yeah um, the most low way he can, but it entertains them, and they and, love they, it. and, and they, they all, they sing all it start singing it back at him. Uh-huh. And, yeah, yeah, that's I mean that's when the film's at its best when it's and. I just think the other things were just little. They just <clears> felt like gimmicks yeah. or something. I don't know. It just it, for me, it didn't. It didn't resonate. And the film's too long. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's how long it, was it? It's two hours and two minutes or something like that. Okay. It's 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 a long film. Too I, long by two minutes. I think it'd be interesting <laughs> to go back and watch it again in six months' time and see if you you know knowing everything about it, see yeah. if it actually. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it was a bad. I don't think it's a bad film. I think it's. I just had problems with it because it wasn't what I was sold. What it has to say is important and is done very, very well when it gets right down to the meat and bones of it. But uh, the gimmicks just, they, they felt like, they didn't feel like storytelling devices. They just felt like little gimmicks. Do you know I miss? I miss rating things by your mas. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> one, of, one of the funnier exchanges I saw on Twitter, though, about this was um, Boots Riley was, was on Twitter criticizing Spike Lee's film. Yeah. And some guy said to Boots Riley, do you know what? If you like that, you should really see Sorry to Bother You. <laughs> it's, just, it's just real. I mean, I, it sounds to me like you don't really understand about these race things. And if you watch that, you'll understand. And he's like, motherfucker, I made that movie. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of an amazing. Yeah, that's, amazing that, that's, the, that's Twitter. Yeah, that's, that's Twitter. Twitter. But hey. I, I mean, I didn't really love Black Klansman either. I still haven't seen it. Um, it's stuck around in the cinema for a real long time. So yeah, it, it must, really it has. must it, have an audience. It must be doing well. But I, I, for me, it felt just like a little tepid yeah it's it's and it's not a particularly interesting story i i, I do want to see it um i've always tried to check out spike lee's movies whenever whenever i can, could um he sort of had a fallow period there for about 10 years and this seems to be him sort of back with a, yeah. a hit for a change oh that's what i'm going to describe what's happening in my life all the time now a fallow period, a fallow yeah. period. <laughs> it's just lasted for decades hey right um shall we talk very briefly about getting fit because we try and do that every two weeks we t- at least try and do it yeah we haven't we have done a weigh-in yeah. have we got time to do a weigh-in no i can't be bothered well I, i'm no. roughly the same weight i was i can tell you that now for nothing well i've been on huel for the last two weeks oh, yes, God, tell yeah. us about the huel how, how have your farts been oh, <laughs> cool. not that not that frequent oh okay. oh m&m peanut butter really makes your farts stink by the way okay not that frequent, but when they come... Don't put them up your ass, kids. Liquid. <laughs> they are warm. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, uh, are they powdery? No. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like a, it's like a freshly changed I, baby farting. I, right, I, I still struggle with things like Huel because... So Huel is a, is a Huel kind is of supplement. Huel is meal replacement. Meal replacement. Yeah. Because for me... Nutritionally like, balanced. I li- like 90% of why I like eating is because it tastes nice. I, I mean, I'm not really refueling... Well, how have you been eating it? Have you been eating it as a full meal replacement? Yes, full meal replacement. In, in a, bre- on top of a burger. Yeah. <laughs> bre- <laughs> breakfast true. and lunch every day, or at least, or, or two meals but if not, I'm going to... But not dinner as well. Not dinner as well. So I'm not for all... I've, did it, I've done it once for all three meals, but I'll have a meal. If I have lunch and work, I'll have it for dinner, but mostly it's been breakfast and lunch. Okay. Uh, I love it. 
Yeah. I love what? it. What? I love it, love it, love it. You love it? Yeah. What's the love? It's like a... It's like, it's like, it's like a re- I have stopped snacking. Because okay. this just keeps me full and it keeps me full in a way that's not like that disgusting bloated oh my god I shouldn't have eaten so much what way it, are you consuming are you putting it in the shake thing and then sipping it through the day or are you having no I'm, I'm having it like, shake down in the shake in about maybe 10 minutes okay milkshake like, like milkshakes as a replacement meal have been around a long time slim fast it's slim not a fast not yeah, yeah slim fast it's not is like the one slim fast it's, no this is a complete <sighs> nutritionally calorie balanced Meal replacement. Where Slim Fast was just so much shit. Where Slim Fast was like Slim Fast was more of a uh, appetite suppressant. Yeah, was it? Oh, well, okay. kind of, kind of ate it, and you didn't want to eat anything else, but it didn't yeah. actually nutritionally. But this, like, there's, there's, there's one of the guys in my. There work. Was, was there a rumor once upon a time Slim Fast had like worms Dip or worms something? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't think they would have got that through the FDA. <laughs> <laughs> there's a guy in my work's been on heel for eight months, and he has it for three meals a day. <laughs> okay, and he's got um, four arms now. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I I am the opposite of you when it comes. Like, I enjoy eating whenever like I'm sitting down to dinner at home or whenever mm. I'm going out with Hannah or whatever. For breakfast and lunch, it's purely about refueling. Okay. And if I didn't, ha- I have an alarm on my phone to remind me to get up from my desk and go and eat my lunch. Otherwise, okay. I would just work through it. Well. It's purely about refueling, and this is a. <laughs> <What's> <laughs> that? <laughs> I'll show you later. Um, okay, all right, lovely. Yeah, it's purely about refueling for me. Uh-huh. So this is the simplest way, and I feel way better than I how do. M- how much is a fuel? So you get. I got the um, two bags and the shaker thing was like forty five <gasps> or forty eight quid. And how much do? You, no, no, that, no. How that, many that, meals do you end up with that? That for each bag gets you fourteen to sixteen meals. Okay. Um, so I have basically, those bags are like two weeks worth ish, Mm -hmm. probably a bit more than that. Um, and if anybody wants to try it, you get 10 pounds off if you use my name on the website, Scott Ferguson. Yeah. Um, I have been told, I mean, I still have a bag of fuel in the, in the larder that's been there for about a year. I would just like to keep for it. It keeps for a year. So I, I, <laughs> you better, I, better throw it out then. Well, I might. Uh, I'll see what I'll see what dates left on it. But yeah. I, mean, I might go back and try it again. Uh, just I find it like it's basically like drinking. Uh, it tastes without being flavored. The vanilla one kind of just tastes like porridge. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Um, it's a, but you can get little flavor sachets. Um, for flavored porridge for like caramel toffee, matcha, um, pineapple. Like various other things, I didn't. I didn't find. I found a couple of them really nice. Um, Could you but have what like I do, actual food in? Yeah, you can put berries in it. You can put peanut butter in it if you okay. if you're going to blend it up. I just find I put like a little squirt of like a um, either a chocolate sauce or like um, what, like chocolate sauce to go on, on your ice cream type chocolate sauce. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, not either. Because you get the, the, chocolate sachet with it, and I didn't find it made a huge difference to the taste. To no, no, the chocolate one I didn't really find. You could you, if like if you're using a blender, you could just stick a Mars bar in there, couldn't you? you just stick a Mars just bar in, blend yeah. it all up. I mean, it does kind of the health benefits kind of <laughs> might get a few <laughs> sausages in there. Go out, yeah. <laughs> raw, I mean raw. We're we're raw trying to be sausage. healthy here. That's a that's a Mars bar. And maybe don't even bother putting the yule in. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I really enjoy it. I really okay. enjoy the simplicity. I enjoy. I'm fine. I'm struggling with the idea that you really enjoy it. Like it's like I mean, it it's, seems it seems anti enjoyment to no, me. No, I'm not. Is, cho- it, is it an enjoyment in the sort of like you, you enjoy not having to think about this? I enjoy. Yeah, exactly. I enjoy not having to think about it, and I enjoy the satisfied feeling that I get for the the period of time that I get it for, as opposed to when I eat like 
whenever I would have like a, a chicken bath need, or something I at lunchtime. I need something like that, but for sex. Where you, it's called <laughs> the flashlight. It's called masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> no, I need snacks between. Between masturbations? Yeah. yeah. Um, if I would have had like a, ha- a ham or chicken salad sandwich so at lunchtime. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm hungry again by about three o'clock. And you get that crash from the carbs and... It's probably not a particularly well balanced meal, mm-hmm. whereas this just drinks it, everything. Drink you it. Need. I t- it tastes nice. I'm not having to choke it down or anything. Like so it's it's just nice. It? Yes, to, like only two or three ice cubes. So not 40, that many. forty-five quid gets you what? Two bags. Forty-five quid gets you two bags, and yeah. each bag gives you how many meals? It's fourteen to sixteen, I think. Fourteen. And are, to you, 16. are you doing a shake in the morning? Um, having drinking it and then doing another one right away and keeping that to work? Yes. Taking yes. It to work? Yeah. yeah, making it making it up straight away and keeping it in the fridge and work. Okay. Because um, once it's mixed, it'll keep for uh, twenty four hours. So my problem is I'm in the car a lot of the time, so basically I'd be reaching for this like goop in the. Yeah, I mean, would you it, could. What, could it be warm by the time? I the other it? thing you could do as well, which I've done, if I didn't have time. One point sixty per meal. It works out yes, as that's basically one point forty to one point sixty per meal, depending yeah. on what you're. Um, yeah, okay, which is not awful, it. really. Um, it, it is to keep it separate and just put the powder in a sandwich bag and seal it up, okay. and then buy you could because you can take it with milk or water. I take it with milk just because I I like the taste of milk. No, I never even heard of it. I, I I've just been water. With, with yeah, it. just I mil- milk's really nice. It makes a big difference to the taste. Okay. Um, and if you're driving around, you could just stop off and buy a half pint of milk or a bottle of water, and then just mix it with the powder, and then you've got nice ice cold, fresh. And then people can see you shaking it in the car. <laughs> yeah, furiously. Make sure, yeah. make sure you hold Are we your talking hands about the flashlight again? Above, above <laughs> the, above the yeah, and make sure you've got the lid because you don't want this big squirt of white stuff all over the yeah. windscreen just as you're rapidly shaking it. In the, I mean, in it's the a car. kind of like an off brown color, so it's not. <laughs> it's not good. It's not going to look good. It's not healthy. Um, but no, I'm like I'm. I'd be tempted to try it, except the forty-five pound initial outlay just feels like, oh my it. god, I've tasted one and it's fucking. You, try, okay, you can buy a sample pack, which is you? much smaller. And okay, if, I might do you, that then. You, and if you like that and you buy more, I think they take that they off. They take the price, price off. Okay. Of or if you want to, if you want to buy the other one, and if you don't like, you'll because you'll get the gluten-free one, which is the same one I take. I'll okay. buy it off you. Okay, all right. Well, there'll be your money back guarantee. There's your money back guarantee. Yeah, it's. it's I might try it. But having said that, so earlier today, um, which by the time you listen to this will have been two weeks ago, I got an email um, from uh, a friend of mine called uh, Andrew saying that Andrew is basically uh, becoming a. Uh, transitioning, as it were, into a to, horse. <laughs> into a horse. <laughs> he's, no, he's become a personal trainer, and that in order to get his full qualification, he needs two people. But he'll happily take three people to take on as essentially clients for free for seven for a seven week uh, personal training course. Um, uh, the three of you, be, I'd be happy to take all individual health, nutrition, and training programs for all of us, and training sessions individually. How, what do you think of that? I um, is he based here? Okay, I presume so. He knows I'm based here. So. <laughs> okay. I'm presuming he's not in the states or something. I'm, I'm keen enough. You're keen enough. I'm keen enough. Hi, well. so you, so you, the last time we weighed ourselves, you were the only one that came in uh, with yeah, l- having I, lost I haven't weight. weighed myself today, and um, I meant to before okay. you came around, but I forgot. Okay, but um, generally, I, I suspect this week hasn't been good because I haven't felt well. So a lot of the time, I've just been, been sitting, yeah, it's comforting, been sitting misery eating. Yeah, yeah. I weigh, I weigh myself on our scales at home, which aren't. Like they're, I know that they're off. They're but what electric. I, but what? No, they're not. They're, they're like they're like old fashioned. Like the oh, rotary well. dial goes around on oh, the well. okay on the thing. Um, but Are you I sure am, that's not a grandfather clock? Or no, no, I'm just swinging off it. Yeah. Um, 
I am down from what I measured on it the last time I got home from yeah. one of our podcasts. Okay. But I, that could be... Ralphie could have been playing how, with how the How long have you been at the, at the thingy? I've been on heel for two weeks. Okay. Do you, have you seen any difference in the two weeks you've been on heel? Apart um, from feeling like, oh, I don't need to eat Do anything. you feel better? I feel... I don't crash. Okay. Like, I don't get, like, that sugar crash and I don't get that like oh my god I need something to eat right like you know that hunger that you're like uh, fuck yeah, I, I need... had that earlier this evening yeah. yeah like I need something to eat immediately I feel fuller content like whatever for longer okay, okay. Um, that'll and be I'd... a tapeworm <laughs> um, and it's that is that makes me feel better and okay. not having to worry because especially when you're um, gluten free if you're out and about trying mm. to find something that you know is going to be okay to eat can be a bit of a stress. That being taken away from... It was pretty hard it in New is, York when I was there. It's like they, I would have thought New York would have been quite a... New York's, um, New York's kind of okay in that there's a lot of people that are gluten-free, but it's also kind of crappy in that they don't have the same... See, the, the thing that we have here is a European law that says no matter what where you are, what kind of food you're serving, you've got to list these... Uh, allergens that you have, you've got to make sure people know what they are. Uh, and that applies whether you're a restaurant or whether you're just selling stuff out yeah. of a chip van, um, whereas they don't have that in the States. So it's it's really down to the discretion of the individual place as to whether you know what you're eating or not. Yeah, okay. Uh, and so if you go to a high-end place, uh, then yes, they will know exactly what there is. It's gluten-free, uh, but that's really staff members more than anything. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. So it's not quite as... Um, and and you do generally have to ask. It's not clear on menus. It's, you know, you go, what's gluten-free in the menu? It'll go, well, you can have that or that, or we can cut this down. So I think there's plenty of gluten-free eating places in, in New York especially, but America generally doesn't have the same laws in place that yeah. mean that you have to, that makes it easier. Um, it's never stress-free because even when you get a gluten-free, as you know, when you get a gluten-free menu, it's like, oh, no, this might not be it, or this might yeah. not be. Yeah. Uh, I did go to the doctors, and the doctor told me that... Um, I finally saw an actual stomach guy, and he went, oh, you've probably got diarrhea predominant IBS with a wheat allergy, not okay. a gluten allergy, a wheat allergy, which well, is slightly different. It is slightly different, but wheat is the, <laughs> is the, is the most... It's the most common. It's the most common thing that people yeah, put in, so yeah. you, you may as well... But it, but it means that things like, for example, I could theoretically have a Guinness... You could, yeah. There's be there's alcohol that you can because barley yeah. is is yeah. used for Guinness, not wheat. So there, there's there's a, it opens the scope a little yeah. a little bit. If if that's true, the thing is, in order to test that, he said, "Oh yeah, what you'd need to really do just to rule out the gluten is to eat a lot of gluten for two weeks and do the test." And I'm like, "Well, I, I people that can't. like I know that that's what uh, sure they're they're doctors, they know what they're talking about, but the the people that made up that test have clearly never had, had a gluten yeah. intolerance because yeah. like. One meal is enough for me to know that yeah, it's yeah, that it's, it's something's something not happened. right in the state of Denmark. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I, I, I'm supposed to do that. I probably won't do no, that. No, I wouldn't. I, I do wouldn't have do to have either. a camera test, but he reckons it'll turn out negative. Yeah. So it's like the two or three things you want to be. Yeah, I'm percent. I'm ninety three percent certain that this is gonna. <laughs> <laughs> Does he use a wide angle lens? <laughs> You're gonna have to, I think. Um, so yeah, so uh, yeah, so I, so you're up for for like a personal. Yeah, I am. I yeah. don't know if he does personal training and nutrition. I presume it's all of that. Well, that's what he said in the email. Yeah. So yeah, that sounds. So that yeah, sounds so what, what I'll do is I'll, I'll maybe give him a ring next week and we'll organize. What if he says? Stop the hule. 
stop the fuel. He might do, actually. I mean, I'll tell I him to go fuck himself. Well, that's, I don't think that's the right attitude. <laughs> That'd be very rude. I, I think that's the wrong attitude. <laughs> it's nutritionally balanced. Well, you say that. <laughs> they I, say that. Yeah, they say that, yeah. Um, I mean, it's nutritionally balanced for you. No, but it, it provides you with every, it provides you with everything that you, you have need. You have to send them like it's electrolytes. It's yeah. <laughs> Jesus, I, f- I saw water in the states with electrolytes in it. It's really? like got electro. It's like wa- plus water or something. No, smart called. water. Smart water. Yeah. And I went, it's got electrolytes. I'm going. I just, smart water I just is want water. Smart water is delicious. Is it? Smart water is. You know, I didn't. Smart water is my water of choice. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. If the, I don't think the. I don't know if the electrolytes do anything. Mm-hmm. But smart water tastes like. What? What's the one that we have here? The 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 main uh, deep uh, river rock mm-hmm. okay tastes like fucking shit. Okay. It tastes awful. All I can taste from it is the plastic bottle. Wow, Huel's really made your taste buds super sensitive, <laughs> hasn't it? It made, <laughs> it's like, made t- Huel taste of nothing. So anything I taste now has like super super intense. Taste. It makes the means that you do eat taste a lot better. Does it or worse? Depending well, on the main, what the main they are. waters that we have in in Ireland or River Rock and. What's the one? Bally something? Ballygowan. Ballygowan, yeah. Bally I mean, it is literally tap water. Yeah. What it is, Ballygowan? Both of them come from the same place that tap water comes from. Oh, okay. You know, they're just in the same stream. You know. oh, okay. So uh, it is literally tap water. It's been through something. Filters. Filters, but yeah. that's about it. Now, smart water, and it's ch- it's way cheaper than than uh, than River Rock and Ballygowan Can as well. you get it here? Yeah, yeah. You get it in Tesco's. Oh, I might try some. It's, it's, I didn't I mean, want to do it. It's water. It's I'd, not like it's... I, I literally just wanted water, and I thought, <laughs> smart water, and it sold itself so strongly, I thought, I don't really want this. Yeah. It's, it's got smart electrolytes. <laughs> but, but, and then piss. I went to get another bo- drink of water, and it said filtered water. I thought, no, I want I want water just out of a spring. <laughs> just give me spring water. Why Why is this filtered? Water um, with zest of lemon. No, uh, just, no water. Yeah, just water. <laughs> I just want water to put some fuel in. <laughs> That's all I want. Stop being weird. Well, do we have any picks of the week? Uh, well, we didn't talk about the actual classic we're supposed to talk about, but I suppose we don't have time. Oh no, we don't have time. Okay. Well, okay. Well, we will. We will. Actually, you know what? Next week. Next week. We'll I'll, talk, yeah, because I'll, I'll watch it by next week. Well, okay. postpone the classic for a week, which is uh, Ice Cold and Alex. Ice Cold and Alex, which is yeah, dead good. Um, so we'll talk about that later. Uh, picks of the week. You guys go first. I, I don't have one. I don't have one either. Oh, really? I'm really, I'm really stuck for one. I've been trying to think of something, and I think because I've had such an inactive week. Uh, usually, I try to like think of something that I've done during the week. Now, what I would say is Teen Titans Go is amazing. Oh yeah, it's pretty oh, good. Oh, it's so good, isn't yeah. it? Uh, I, I was not expected to laugh so much as I did at that uh, movie. Is, uh, is, I did it, talk about it. I think. Is it your favorite Stan really. Lee cameo of any film? It's the only Stan Lee comedy I like. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, that was a weird thing when I was in New York. I was sitting... Stan Lee run up behind you and say, "Hello, true no, believer." But <laughs> I did. I was. I was sitting. I. I, I was nice and relaxed, sitting on the uh, just right. You sort of forget. Get New York is an island, so it's got like a coast. But it's sitting on the, where this uh, big um, USS uh, Intrepid is is stationed. And I was sitting there, going, "I just draw on it." And this old guy was cleaning along the floors, and he turned around to someone. And I swear to God, I thought it was going to be Stan Lee because <laughs> I'm so used to the idea of Stan Lee's cameos in New York. I just expected him to I be. Mean, Stan he does Lee. cameo in the Spider-Man game too. <laughs> Every time Stan Lee shows up in any of those Marvel movies, my my eyeballs practically roll to the back of my head <laughs> because I'm so sick of the sight of him. And I know Stan Lee's had a rough time recently. Yeah. Um. So, I, I'm not I'm not the world's biggest fan of Stan Lee as mm. as a, a person. Yeah. But he's 95 know, I, or something. I wouldn't, at this I wouldn't point, wish so. the time he's had recently on yeah. anyone. 
But at the same time, I, I, I'll stay out of my movies. I'll stay out of my movies and video games. <laughs> yeah, the sooner you're dead, yeah. the sooner I don't have to put oh, up with you a know they've got cameo. a digital version of him oh, that's kick around no, for actually, years. That's yeah. an awful thing to say as soon as you're dead. So that's terrible. God bless Stanley and they'll, all who sealed. sticking him in movies for years to yeah. come. Yeah. But anyway, Teen Titans go to the movies. Yes. Uh, I mean, not so much of a review in that it's just a... Well, let's call that your pick of the week then. Yeah. There you go. It's just a really funny um, DC animated trip through movie world and uh, it's 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 laugh out loud funny and some, in many places. some of the jokes are kind of adult well I, I don't know about that I mean there's a joke that goes on for ages about them pooping yeah <laughs> I, I wouldn't call it adult so much as well, it's whenever they juvenile whenever they kill the tiger it's after the after the the upbeat inspirational song about life oh yeah song, they when they kill they drive over the um, tiger What's who's the tiger? Uh, Michael Bolton. Michael Bolton. Tiger Michael Bolton. And they say, let's get out of here. I think his dad's a cop. <laughs> <laughs> and they leave this tiger dead in the road. I don't get that, I don't get that reference. Is there... it's, <laughs> it's like the um, those teen movie. Like if you, you kill the kid, his dad's a cop. He's going to get you again. Like Okay. Okay. But, so um, okay. Yeah, it's, it's got some great songs. It's got It's really zippy sort of. Uh, up to the minute animation style. Nick Cage is Superman, finally. Nick Cage is Superman in it. Um, um, Kristen Bell plays the, one of the characters in it. It's got a galaxy of stars, and it's really, really funny. Definitely check it out. I, I, I'll, I'll pick Pokemon Go, the game that my kids have got back into again. Okay. After Jesus. It, it came out for a while, and then they were everyone was doing it, and then they stopped. And then for some reason they've started again. And I think really they released a big update recently. I think, yeah, I think you might be right. And and I, I, I swear to God, I'll not talk about New York anymore after this. But uh, when I was in New York, my son goes, Daddy, you have to get play Pokemon Go and get me a Taurus because it's only available in New York. Oh, right. And then uh, when I was at the actual comic convention, my wife uh, texted me and she goes, it is half ten at night. My wife goes to bed at about, would go to bed at half nine if she could every night. Uh, it was half ten at night. She was in bed. She says, Nathan has woken me up and he insists that you get Pokemon from the New York Comic Con that are only spawning at the New York Comic Con and you've got to get them and you'd better get them because he won't let me sleep for, for telling <laughs> me all about these things. Can you give them to him? Is that, is that you play well, no, I, I had, see, I, what we have is we've, the kids have their own iPhone, uh, have their own phones, but they're not good enough to play Pokemon Go. Okay. So I have Pokemon Go on my phone, which is set up for Nathan's account. Okay. And Annette has Pokemon Go on her phone, which is set up for Thomas's account. So I had my iPhone with me, and so I could play on his account essentially. But ha- not having played it, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. So I was playing it, and I used apparently this is a bad thing, but I used eighty four balls to capture four people. Oh no! Which apparently is a that bad. That is a lot of balls. That's a <laughs> It was a lot of balls. It was a bad ratio, oh. apparently. And I caught four un- unknowns, unknowns. I don't know what the fuck they are. Little weird question marky guys. And it, but he was super excited because these were like only spawning at New York Comic Con, and I was there. So that, my, but my kids are enjoying it, and they're out. Wa- and, you know, my it makes oldest, it forces them to walk. It forces them yeah. to go out, and and, and irritatingly, Nothing they insist we go out. I know. <laughs> That's why I stopped playing it. Whenever they were like, "You've got to walk a kilometer in order to hatch this Pokemon." And fuck you! You like, can't tell walking, me what to do. I'm not walking a kilometer to potentially extend my life. I I'm not walking the, to hatch a fucking. I draw the line at wasting hours sitting on my arse playing this. Game. Know. I'm certainly not being made the exercise. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. Anyway, well, your turn you for pick of the week. Uh, I went to see First Man. Oh, on yeah, Friday yeah. night, it's brilliant. I tried to go and see it yesterday, but the Omniplex's booking system uh, crashed on me, uh, and I was not about to go to the cinema and not have a seat. And not get yeah, yeah. yeah. So I went on Friday night to the Omniplex. 
to watch it. It's different. It's not what I imagined. Um, they don't turn into horses, do no. they? <laughs> <laughs> no, now I'm ex- expecting that. This from is most a giant films. leap for mankind. <laughs> 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 Not a small step for a horse. Um, it's a lot more personal okay. about him than I was expecting it to be. I was expecting a, a Neil Armstrong, but framed in the space race. Okay. But it's more about a man who is not struggling with grief but hasn't grieved for the death of his very infant daughter okay um and that happens to be going on at the same time that he's also going to the moon um i find ryan uh, gosling quite cold on screen like i i like i I never feel like i'm inside his head with him i always feel like i'm an observer into this yeah this this Uh, won't do much to change that he is and that's you know sometimes that works sometimes that's fine it's good for the the grief and the distances between him and his wife and Mm. he just basically throws everything into the into the space yeah I mean, famously, Neil Armstrong himself wasn't a very closed-off sort of person. And yeah. He didn't... He isn't like Buzz Aldrin, who kind of has been, you know, eaten out on, on being on the moon for, yeah. you know, 50 years now. You know, Neil Armstrong just kind of shied away from all the publicity and, and didn't really get involved in stuff too much yeah. after after he um, came back, so... so this is probably quite an accurate um, portrayal then, but it's, re- it's really good. And the scenes in the rocket, um, when in the first, when he's on the... When he's on... Now... Gemini. Yes. Gemini. Gemini. They called it Gemini. They call it Gemini. They call it Gemini? Yeah, yeah. which uh, which the has always... The one time I correct someone's pronunciation, I'm fucking I wrong. I know. And, well, I don't know if you're That's wrong. Annoying. I have always called it Gemini. The, yeah. but, well, the, uh, but On paper, it's Gemini, but the, the people who worked on it always referred to it as the Gemini. Ge- as the Gemini, Gemini missions, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Gemini Why 8. Why do you know this shit? I don't understand why you know this shit. Ron is... Ron... Uh, me to a much lesser extent, but Ron to a massive extent is a... Dork for the space it's race. Dickhead. The Mercury, it's Gemini, and uh, Apollo space programs are like that was the stuff I was really into as a kid. Okay. Yeah. Um. So that I, was the, I didn't know what had happened so. on the Gemini Eight mission whenever they lost control. Uh, Scott. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever they lost control from the docking and what they do, like, I had to close my eyes and just hope that it was going to end. <laughs> but it's really intense. But that was one of the most amazing bits of flying in history because he basically flew the thing back into a position because it lost control and started an uncontrollable spin in yes. the air. And it basically, they ended up being like 360 rotations a minute and they were like, at that level, you should be passing out. Yeah. Um, and he managed to decouple from the... Um, uh, the, the from, lunar module from the, yeah from the lunar module that they had this is their first att- ever attempt at docking in space yeah. so they had to decouple from that his co-pilot passed out and he had to basically try and right this spin and it was just a phenomenal feat of human ingen- not only human ingenuity but the fact that he was able to stay human awake endurance. yeah human endurance that's the word I'm looking for so I didn't know that that had happened I didn't know what had happened with his daughter um and the scenes in the sp- of the shuttle launches and the way that they've shot it actually is interesting and I don't know if I'll ever be able to get an answer to this but it feels like his home life is filmed in almost yeah, <laughs> <laughs> almost in a um, quite a candid documentary style as though it was someone's kind of standing with a Super 8. Okay. It feels like the grain's heavier. It feels like the angles that they choose are uh, are framed in such a way as to make it look amateurish. Or you know, like so, like one of a, a member of his family is hmm. is filming it, and then everything that's 
uh, in space and at the when he's at work and everything is does feel quite different, which is which I thought was a really interesting choice. Claire Foy's fantastic in it, and it, it's worth. She's it fantastic the, in everything. Yeah, that's really. true. Um, the the space stuff is phenomenal, and when he's on the moon, they. I did get very worried that once they got up there, there is a point at which you're like, shit, they're just going to finish it here. And he's not going to fucking step on the moon. I'll never know. You, because you I know. will never know. Why <laughs> <laughs> will a, I never know what happened to him? There's one of those cheeky Return of the King endings. Oh, is there? You're just like, when it kind of goes down and fades black. to black. Neil like, Armstrong will be back end, in. <laughs> they could end it here, and it's probably kind of reasonable, but I'm going to be fucking pissed. First man, part two. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think um, that the director... Damien Chazelle. Damien Chazelle. I couldn't remember his name. Um, he is kind of establishing himself as just a phenomenon in filmmaking. Yeah, and like I say, I was a said earlier on, like, both of us bought La La Land because it was on sale. I'm not really a huge fan of La La Land, to be honest. I've never seen it um, because I didn't think I was going to be a, a, yeah. a fan of it, but... Whiplash is Whiplash, one of the best yeah. films of the last 10 years. Whiplash is fantastic. I've never seen it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I, don't th- <clears throat> I can't think of a film that has made me feel more tense in, yeah. in, rec- in rec- recent that I've seen recently. Like that, the final couple of scenes between him and. Um, and um, J. Jonah Jameson. J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I could think of. All I could think was J. Jonah Jameson. Um, Have you finished Spider Man? What's his yet? fucking name? I, I've just, the actor? just got out of my head. Yeah, now. I don't know. Um, but yeah, no, I, I have finished Spider Man. Yeah, um, but yes, I mean, the, there's an awesome concert scene at the end of that film, yeah. and it is, it is just the tension is racked up to you know ten the whole yeah. way through it, and yeah. it is, it is, and there's a moment in it when there's a reveal that's just like, yes, jaw dropping, genuinely draw jaw dropping. It's brilliant. Um, so yeah, first man, if you, if. Uh, go and see it. It's it's. I will spectacle. go see that on Tuesday. Yeah, and it and it's something that really does deserve to be seen on the big screen. Mm. It's yeah. it's really special. I, I, re- I really wanted to see it yesterday, and as I say, like it, uh, it the system was crashing no matter what cinema I was trying to book it at. Yeah, and I every time I went back to it, the seats were just filling up more and more. It? And yeah. I just NASA's yeah. computers were better than this, and they were <laughs> shit. We went to the moon <laughs> on a calculator! And I can't even book a fucking ticket. What's going on? Get your shit together, Omniplex. <laughs> anyway, anyway, that's, that's our a, show. Our show. Oh, <laughs> you were so close. Ah, damn it. <laughs> uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, I've been Ron. I'm a PJ. I'm still Scott. And as always, uh, well, let's, let's beg for some more reviews. Oh yeah, please. We review. got a one star review. I know. And I'm so amazing. happy. Did it, did they write anything or was it no, just one they star? Just, they were just like, no, don't don't do this. <laughs> I, I like the effort of going. What is this new thing? I will listen to this new thing. Oh, I did, oh, not, I did not like, not that, like that new that thing. One oh, no. star. <laughs> you know what? I think the five star reviews are being a bit kind. <laughs> I you know. know but, do you know? No, no. I've said this before. I think if this is your thing. This is your thing. Okay. If this is not your thing, you wouldn't even bother listening. Like, I mean, but no one has any nuance these days. They're all like five or one. <laughs> the, really, it should just be thumbs up, thumbs down. Because what you're saying there is, is I mean, could we ask he... anyone please to give us like a three star review? Maybe a two, star, maybe uh, look, a couple of fours. I don't, I, you know, anything. I guess, I guess what I like to feel is that people aren't just you know giving us reviews Blankly out of the kindness, you know. But you know, uh, I think it's fair to say all our reviews are done out of kindness. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're certainly done out of guilt. <laughs> but um, yeah, but I mean, think it, it, it didn't affect much... our score one bit. No, we're still we're thing. still five stars across the board. But imagine 
how much he must have hated it. Because normally, if you just don't think a podcast good, you just turn it off. Yeah, that's, I just delete. But that. the fact, yeah, I'm, okay, unsubscribe. Oh, thanks. The only thing I, you know, I better do whatever I can to stop anyone else accidentally listening. The to only this. thing I could think is that it was somebody who just personally does not like one, one or all of us. <laughs> like, and they just went to check out the podcast and went, "Yeah, I fucking hate this." Because <laughs> he's on it. Fuck, I knew that bastard. I'd hate that. Click uh, or or they didn't even listen. Oh, the yeah. question is, which of us do they dislike? That's probably me. <laughs> you reckon? Yeah, I think I've made more enemies. No, you haven't. No, <laughs> no, it's no. him. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, got suspended from Twitter for twenty four hours. Oh, oh wow! Well, How only because I called a racist. Uh, a I told racist. him to fuck, fuck off. Yeah. Okay, which racist? Uh, it was because on Friday night, uh, my favorite was K- he the one that left one star my, review. My, my favorite K-pop band were on um, on da- on Graham Norton that night, uh-huh. and there were just people on Twitter saying awful racist things about Korean people, uh, yeah. making suggestions that all they did, all they ate was cats and dogs. And I told one person to fuck off, and then like within maybe thirty seconds, I, I found it was banned. But then I was unbanned really quickly. And what I liked thing is that somebody on Twitter. Looked uh, at it. Checked at the bottom. Went, oh no, he's got a good point. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, That's a fair enough point, un- man. Unbanned me. You know, so, um, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, Twitter's a cesspit. I enjoyed them on Graham Norton. Oh, did you? Yes, I did. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I did not watch that. Well, Susie, I don't like Su- the Susie told me earlier, earlier on that. Uh, <laughs> I'm only joking. It was they, a joke. It was a joke. They're, 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 um, their made-for-YouTube series that they put, that they had, which was a six-part series, has been edited into a film, and it's going to be shown on the Donald Onplex. Holy shit. And we are shit. totally going, because I want to be in a room full of screaming girls. Yeah. I might go to that for the experience. Yeah, I mean... There's, th- a girl in my, there's a girl in my work uh, who paid to go to both London shows. Oh, really? And had her name on, like, the standby list or something to get tickets to Graham Norton. Wow. To go, she didn't get the Graham Norton tickets, but she had VIP tickets front row for the first concert, and then seated tickets for the uh, for the second show. I'm so jealous. I mean, are these things enjoyed like enjoyed enjoyed or enjoyed ironically? Or it's, no, it's people are legitimately losing their shit. Okay, I I genuinely love them. Okay, I, I think they're uh, incredibly talented, incredibly exciting to watch, and. Uh, I, I really love the music. I mean, I know people kind of question my taste, whatever, if they want. I don't really care. But um, you I've, have I've, quite I've, the eclectic. I, I've uh, always liked pop music, mixed, yeah. as well as, you know, extreme metal and everything in between. Mm. But uh, Susie was really into them, and I kind of, out of interest, I kind of paid attention to them. And I, you know, I, I, I just adore them. I think they're, I think part a big part of it is. And what, what's the name of this band? Uh, B- BTS. BTS. And, and so, because K- K-pop's a big phenomenon. K-pop's a big phenomenon, but they are the first K-pop ex- band that has really crossed over. They're the first K-pop, K-pop band to get mainstream US radio play. Yeah. Okay. And like number one albums in the US and the UK. And do they sing stuff. English or do they, they sing? They sing some bits in English and some bits in, uh, in Korean. Okay. And some bits in Japanese if they have, because a lot of their family has to be in Japan as okay. well. But, um. Yeah, they they have a the way they kind of um, maybe we should play out with some of their music. Well, maybe we should. Uh, we'll definitely link to their stuff. That'll be a one star review. But they they've <laughs> had a lot. They have a lot of YouTube content. Yeah. So their personalities are kind of to on display floor. a lot. You know, is it kind of like Spice Girls, but but slightly? No, it's not. It's it's very it's very kind of naturalistic. I mean, like they their management team kind of goes out of their way to to kind of generate content for them all mm. the time. So. Whenever they don't have an album coming out, they have like these like, weekly series where they're maybe the the, am- the management team would have like let's have a game show type thing, and they yeah. get them do stupid things, and you kind of see the personalities come out. That's what we need. We well, need I'd a manager what like I'd, that. What I'd I'd really like the fir- because we could be a K-pop band. I think. No, we totally fit the bill. <laughs> like what, uh, on Graham Norton, there was one of them. I don't know who, 
who introduced he says that you're such and such introduced yourself and he stood up and did a like a, that's, a theatrical that's ki- gin gin yeah. theatrical kiss to the audience he says i am gin i am worldwide handsome and <laughs> that just really got me i was that like oh I, li- I like this yeah. but yeah but if you pay attention to the other guys they all put their heads in hands because yeah. he does that all the time yeah and they're just really embarrassed and he's kind of cheesy but jin jin is like one of my favorites and yeah he's kind of dorky and occasionally at the shows, what? i really feel like we are a k-pop band now he, he reaches in a lot of the shows he reaches into, into his clothing and we'll pull out a massive heart that <laughs> <laughs> he is hidden somewhere on his body. And it's like, you'd be on a TV show and he'd reach into like his back pocket and this massive heart that you wouldn't believe. And he, he hides and he doesn't tell the other members of the band and they don't know where it's going to come from. <laughs> but I just want to use worldwide as a term for scale now. Worldwide? I want yeah. to be worldwide handsome. Worldwide handsome. Worldwide handsome. I'm I worldwide irritating. <laughs> well. It's just the way I feel. But anyway, that's our show. We should wrap it up. Enjoy... Um, Idol. Idol. Is that, a, is that a track? Idol's their current hit. Oh, yes! <laughs> <laughs> Worldwide smart. <laughs> okay, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Bye.